0: Alright, right, people, it is 11 a.m. Eastern on February 2nd, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report Direct Message. We are streaming live on Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. Do me a favor and subscribe wherever you're most comfortable watching. Would you do that for me? And yes, it is 11 a.m. Eastern, and it really hit me this morning that 11 a.m. Eastern is a very special time because you could either be watching The Rubin Report You could either be watching Dave Rubin try to calmly give you the news with a little bit of a smile and with some humor and a relatively objective position on things, but obviously admitting where my biases are, or you could be watching The View, and that is a crazy program that a lot of middle-aged women are watching right at this very minute. And I was thinking about it this morning and I was discussing it with my guys, it's like, think how fundamentally, forget how different The Rubin Report is than The View. Think how different the viewers are. There are women, it's mostly women, I guess a couple gay guys and some women that are watching The View right now, right? And they're watching and they're, I don't know what's going on right now because they suspended Whoopi, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But they're watching that thing and that's like where they're getting some of their info and then they go out there in the real world and they transmit that information to other people and then you get these brainwashed zombie NPC people. Or you guys who are good, no, you're. Great people, good-looking people, happy people, well-adjusted people, and people ready to take on the machine, and that's what we're all about here. So we got four stories for you. First, we're going all in on this Canadian trucker thing. I mean, this story is just incredible. It's getting more incredible by the minute. The ridiculous buffoon that is the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, he put out a tweet, and yes, he's blaming the racists, so we'll get to that. then vaccine policies for kids. They're still pushing this nonsense, this anti-scientific lunacy. We'll talk a little bit about that. Then of course, the machine, as you know, is just still going all in on trying to take out Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is actually a threat to the machine itself. So Mr. Potato Head Brian Stelter was going after Rogan. Jen Psaki, the liar-in-chief over at the White House, she was on it. And then finally, the fourth story, we'll talk about Whoopi's suspension, which got dropped yesterday. She's getting a two-week fully paid suspension, which in other terms is known as a vacation. So congratulations, Whoopi. Uh, Before we get to any of that, though, guys, I want to talk to you about Chamonix by Genyacel. You know, Valentine's Day is only two weeks away, and our dear friends at Genyacel have a special treat that you'll love with all your heart. From now till Valentine's Day, get the brand new Genyacel anti-aging primer for a radiant glow and a flawless finish, free with every order of Genyacel's most popular package. Using the same goodness that we all love, Genyacel's new primer contains botanical extracts and antioxidants to deeply. Hydrate, brighten and complete your finished look don't take my word for it here's a five-star review from Saretta in tacoma washington this primer is amazing i put it on my when my skin is dry it gives such an airbrush look and makes me not even want to apply anything else i love that my face glows right through my foundation i'm in love ladies treat yourself and guys this isn't skincare. it's a gift of luxury for that special lady in your life. Visit lovejanusell.com slash Dave and enter special promo code Dave for 10% off. Check out that's lovegenuusel.com, love genucel ecom slash Dave, lovegeniusl.com Dave. And now back to me. All right, this trucker story is just incredible. There's just no way to overstate it, and I sense That the way the machine is attacking it right now is a great sign, the more that they call these people racists and bigots, people who just want to go back to work, who just want to go out to restaurants, who want their kids to go to school, who want to go to church and temple and wherever else they might go freely without the intrusiveness of a government telling them what they can do and when they can do it. So first off, yeah, we've showed you a bunch of these videos already. Here's a little bit of the video of the convoy. This is in Ottawa. Uh, this is from two days ago, but it is still going on just that strong right now. You know, people have been mentioning it sometimes with wind chill, It's like negative 20 in Ottawa. It's absolutely freezing. Yet these people are out there. They are cheering. We showed you videos yesterday. They clean up after themselves. They shovel the streets. They're talking about freedom and liberty and all that good stuff although it's not good stuff if you're the prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. He tweeted this out yesterday. Today in the House, members of parliament unanimously condemned the anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-black racism, homophobia, and transphobia that we've seen on display in Ottawa over the past number of days. Together, let's keep working to make Canada more inclusive, Oh my God, Trudeau, you win nonsensical bingo for the day. Try to really think about what these people have been reduced to. You have these people out there protesting lockdowns, protesting mandates. Now you may not agree with them, with their position, let's say, on lockdowns, mandates, et cetera, et cetera. You may have a different position on COVID and policy and everything else, but do you see how the woke mind virus destroys everything that is good it destroys logic and reason this fool all he has left Justin Trudeau is to call these people transphobic Connor can we pull that that video up again the video in the snow there I want you to look at these people I know it's from a distance but do you think these people are out there because they hate trans people guys get out on the streets we hate we're well actually phobia the word phobia means an irrational fear do you think that these people are out on the streets because they have an irrational fear of trans phobia of trans people. Do you see how nonsensical this is? They're afraid of trans people and they hate Jews and Muslims. And blah. He's just awful. As I mentioned yesterday, Jordan Peterson said during the show here in Miami on Monday night when a question was asked about Canada, it's like Justin Trudeau cannot say anything true. He is a machine that just repeats woke talking points and he doesn't even do it quite well. You might remember this. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGBT, uh, LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights. I mean, the pander. Pander in the dictionary should have his face next to it. And if you want his face next to it, well, maybe they'd want to show this picture. Oh yeah, there he is in blackface. There's Justin Trudeau in blackface having a good time. Oh my God, look at him yelling, he's having fun. That's not the only time he's been blackface. My God, Justin Trudeau. Could it be, perhaps Justin Trudeau, that all of your virtue signaling and calling everyone else racist is because you're trying to cover up from your own racist, privileged past you white, straight politician, you. Could that be it, Justin Trudeau? And I was thinking about it. It's like, what really is going on with this guy? This person who seems deeply inauthentic, who seems unable to say a word that is true. It's like, what is he? He calls everyone else a phobe, right? Everyone else is an Islamophobe and a transphobe and a, you know, the rest of it phobe. But it's like, he actually is a freedomophobe. That's really what I've realized here. Justin Trudeau has an irrational fear of freedom. Again, phobia is irrational fear. He has an irrational fear that people, the citizens in his country, can make choices for themselves. That's what he is. That's what he is. He is an anti liberty omite. Did that work? Anti liberty omite? Sort of like an anti Semite? He's an anti liberty omite. Anti liberty mite? something like that. That's what he is. He hates freedom. He hates the idea that you can make choices for yourself. He thinks he's the king. And it all comes from a place because he himself knows that he has the past of racism. He ain't a good guy. He ain't a good guy. He ain't a good guy at all. But it's not just him that ain't a good guy. There's this guy, Trevor Noah, who's on Comedy Central. Now, nobody watches The Daily Show anymore. Everyone knows this. Uh, And I think you could probably make an argument that the only reason Trevor Noah even has the gig anymore is because of identity politics, because they don't wanna deal with the nonsense of firing him. But the simple truth is everyone talked about the show. It was a cultural icon and mainstay during Jon Stewart's years. They handed it to this guy. Now nobody watches it. Clips never go viral, blah, blah, blah. But there is this small sliver of media people that still like it. So we saw this clip and we thought it was worth throwing in because if you wanna see how it's not just Justin Trudeau and other Canadian officials that are slamming these good, decent people for taking control of their lives. It's people like Trevor Noah, who is on Comedy Central, which is owned by Viacom. It's a massive corporate show. And here's what he had to say about those truckers. Nazi flags, peeing on war memorials, shouting racial slurs in homeless shelters. Honestly, it's kind of refreshing to see Canadians break their stereotype. Although maybe they did all of this in like a very polite way. Go back to where you came from, eh? I'll give you a ride if you want. I do kind of feel bad for the vast majority of the protesters who aren't Nazis, though, because, like, I I mean, people, let's admit it, once a Nazi flag shows up at a rally, the whole thing has just turned into a Nazi rally. You know, it's like when you put the cantaloupe in a fruit salad. doesn't matter what other fruits are in there, it all tastes like cantaloupe now. Cantaloupe is the the Hitler of fruit, is what I'm saying. They have probably 20 to 30 writers for that show. Did you smile during that? Did you think it was funny or clever, the Fruit salad reference didn't even really make sense. And, you know, if you have a group of people, let's say you have a group of people, say a thousand people, and they're all protesting freedom, and one crazy guy comes in and has a bad, a mean flag, or a bad flag, or he says something bad, or he's waving some weird stick, does that taint the entire thing? Does it? And would it be possible, just putting it out there, would it be possible? That people who wanted to taint the entire thing the way that, Justin, uh, the way that uh, Trevor Noah says that it would taint the entire thing, would it be possible that people who want to taint the entire thing could set up somebody to put them there with the bad flag so the media will focus on that bad flag and try to taint everybody? And maybe that's why Trevor Noah is trying to put that message out there, because he's part of the problem when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, 20 to 30 writers do that. Guys, how many writers do I have? Zero. Zero. It is what it is, what can I tell you? But anyway, they're trying to show you that these people are transphobes, they're bigots, they're Nazis, and other such bad things. Uh, Well, here, we got some video of some of these people. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm down here with a police officer in Ottawa. How are you doing today? Doing great. How's it been down here? Uh, nothing but good. People are super good. The truckers have been uh, having a good time. They've been getting their point across, and you know what? It's a beautiful city that we're in, and uh, they can't ignore all of this. Right? Absolutely. No, thank you very much. Man, is there anything worse than those types of people peacefully doing things? Everybody's happy. We're cleaning up garbage. We're shoveling snow. We're peacefully protesting. We're doing exactly what you're supposed to do in a free democracy, or as Justin Trudeau and Trevor Noah call it, you know, a bunch of Nazis, bigots, and racists. I feel that if today's beginning of the program, this first segment was a, uh, was a legal argument, I, I feel that we can vote to convict. I think that that's what it is. Trudeau, you gotta go. You gotta go, man. I don't care if you're hiding in your bunker and pretending to have COVID, you know, asymptomatic COVID because your kids got and everything else. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. Even the people that you think like you, they don't like you. They're, they're just as pandering and confused as you are. But we're gonna keep pushing on this because I like Canada, I like Canadians, I want people to be free, and you're a bad dude. Can we get him in blackface one more time? Let, let's just get him in black. I just really wanna etch this. That is the man who is saying all of these things about... Yeah, I'm gonna read the tweet one more time while we show his face there, because I, I don't think we did that the first day around. Here's Justin Trudeau's tweet. As you look at him, in blackface today in the house members of parliament unanimously condemn the anti-semitism islamophobia anti-black racism homophobia and transphobia that we've seen on display in ottawa over the past number of days together let's keep working to make canada more inclusive there he is there's your inclusion people All right, let's move on. Uh, so look, I've been talking about the machine a lot, right? Like It feels like whatever the structure is that allows us to have conversation that allows certain things to get out there, it does feel like it's in flux in a much bigger way than usual, right? There's the Rogan story that you all know about, and we're going to get to more on that in just a second. There's this Canadian trucker thing. You can You get this feeling suddenly that the pushback against the machine is gaining momentum, and that is sort of why they're calling us all of these horrible things. Uh, Well, Jake Tapper is a Democrat. He is a Democrat who pushes Democrat policies and is always trying to slam and slander Republicans or conservatives on his show, but he pretends to be a journalist. Uh, Here he is talking about kids and opening schools and vaccinations. And tell me if what he's doing here is just reporting straight information or adding his opinion into it. One of the things that, that, uh, look, this show has been talking about the need to open schools since the summer of 2020. Uh, so I'm not against that, and, and we've been talking, because we've been following the science, right. and that's what the science has been saying. One of the things that's a little bit frustrating is people demanding schools be open, people demanding that uh, students don't have to wear masks, without acknowledging that most kids are still not vaccinated. If you want to, It seems to me you want to open the schools as safely as possible. You know, all the kids and teachers and faculty and staff need to be vaccinated. That's the safest thing to do, right? Right. You can't have it both ways. You can't not vaccinate your kids and also want your kids to go to school completely unencumbered. Uh, You know, right now, if you're looking at uh, children in the United States, less than, as you said, less than half of of children who are eligible for vaccines are vaccinated. And and remember, no child under the age of five in this country uh, is vaccinated. Uh, You know, last last week there were two million uh, uh, cases in kids. Yeah. Did Jake Tapper just report that straight, or did did he tell you what his opinion about vaccinating children is? I'll leave that for you to decide. He said that his show has been following the science, and since June of 2020, they've been telling people to open schools. Now, Jake, I uh, don't know if you're watching this, but I would love to know what study you're referring to that suddenly said schools could open. June of 2020, there were plenty of people saying that we should have never closed schools. There was plenty of information very, very early on, almost immediately, that the recovery rate for children was something like 99.97, and that also included if they were the ones that were getting sick, actually really sick. Uh, were had all sorts of other comorbidities and uh, other situations involved. So I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but he follows the science, but then, you know, he leads it. So the whole thing that they do is they don't outwardly exactly say what they're doing, but then he's sort of like, but, you know, I, I would pretty much say that, you know, these kids aren't vaxxed. And if these kids aren't vaxxed, wouldn't it be the best thing to get these kid va- kids vaxxed? Then the former FDA chief there, he makes note that, you know, no kid under five is vaxxed um, and that these young kids who are... It's like, well, why can't they go to school? Have we had school outbreaks where there's suddenly thousands and thousands of dead kids? We haven't. Fortunately, thankfully, there's something known as natural immunity. But the entire machine has pushed vaccines on us to the point that no one can make sense of any of this stuff. And believe it or not, guys, it's still moving. This is why I always say you have to give the machine credit. No matter how much we push back, no matter how much evidence we show to expose the nonsense, it keeps pushing. So we've got some info from the Daily Wire here on what they wanna do now with kids. A new report states that the Biden administration's Food and Drug Administration is pushing Pfizer and its partner BioNTech to request emergency use, use authorization for a vaccine for children as young as six months. Pfizer and its partner BioNTech, the manufacturers of the vaccine, are expected to submit to the Food and Drug Administration as early as Tuesday a request for emergency use authorization for the vaccine for children six months to five years old, which would make it the first vaccine available for that age group. Last Friday, Pfizer discussed updated trial data with Dr. Anthony Fauci, among other government officials. One administration official told the Post of a robust conversation that three doses were likely more effective than two shots, adding, but to get to that three, you have to get two shots first. There's interest in seeing this move forward. COVID has basically not affected children at all. Why would you want the government to give emergency authorization to a pharmaceutical company to inject your six-month-old with this vaccine if you are a parent. I, I literally don't understand. I genuinely don't understand. After these people have been exposed as liars all along, masks work, masks don't work, you touch your face more, it doesn't do anything anyway because of the little air pockets, blah, blah, blah. Fauci's emails telling his friends to go on vacation and don't worry about masks because they don't work, while he's telling us to double mask. If you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID or transmit it. That's what they told us. That's what Biden told us. That's what CDC Director Walensky told us, turned out not to be true. Why would you be okay with the idea that the government at this point, two years later, would get emergency access to a pharmaceutical company, would give emergency access to a pharmaceutical company that has been proven to either have a faulty product or have lied about it the entire time. And yet millions of parents are still gonna do it. Millions of parents are still gonna do it. I'm not a parent yet, but I cannot imagine. I genuinely cannot imagine bringing my six month old child to the doctor and being like, yes, inject them with that stuff. That stuff from the people who lied about everything all along. Oh, the government said they could push it through real fast, emergency? Yeah, inject it in the kid. Let me get three more, okay? Could you you get that for me? I think you get the point there, guys. Uh, All right, but this all sort of fits together, right? We talk about the truckers, we talk about pushbacks on vaccines and that the machine keeps coming. And then this is sort of couched in what the other big story of the week was this whole week and started a little bit last week actually, which is that the machine is moving on Joe Rogan, right? There is this push. Spotify is going to put uh, warnings before Joe Rogan's programs because he spreads misinformation and people are calling him a bigot and he puts all these scary people online. But what this really is about is that CNN and mainstream media, the New York Times and Washington Post and everything else, they're losing control of the narrative. They know that Rogan's audience dwarfs them. It's not even close. Stelter gets maybe a couple hundred thousand people, and that includes all the people at the airports and all the people who are just passively watching or have the TV on. Nobody's really watching this. Like, Think about it this way. Like, Does anyone really care about Brian Stelter, right? If he didn't have the chair on the Sunday morning show, Reliable Sources, which I always tell you is the most ironically named show in television history, it should be called Unreliable Sources, and then it would make a little sense. Uh, if He didn't have that chair, right? If they fired him from that show, Stelter has no audience. He has no people that would subscribe to him or watch him or anything else. But the machine puts these sort of half-baked people in. They do their shows. It seems like, oh my God, he's on a show called Reliable Sources and that's on CNN and it seems very... (laughs) Well, the point is that they're losing control. Rogan is bigger than them and they don't know what to do. uh, So Stelter is uh, very concerned about that. The narrative is, I wanna show all kinds of opinions Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and desks and operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what is the heart of this right now. Yeah, but you're right. It is getting at something bigger that isn't going to be solved in one Joe Rogan video or... Why should we trust you, Mr. Potato Head? Why should we trust you at this point? You lied about Donald Trump, very fine people on both sides. You lied about Brett Kavanaugh being a serial rapist. You lied about the Covington kids being racist. You lied about Russia collusion. You lied about Jesse Smollett, the list goes on and on. You hid the Hunter Biden story while you went bananas when Donald Trump Jr. had lunch with someone for five minutes on the Upper East Side five years ago. You people lie about everything. And just because you have a big newsroom, that mean, that doesn't mean that that big newsroom is doing something good. That means that you've got an awful lot of liars carefully curating the nonsense that you're pushing out to people. But of course, it's not just you, Brian Stelter. Much of this comes directly from the administration. And you guys know how much I like talking about Jen Psaki. So we've got a Jen Saki video and you know, because everyone these days is putting warnings, content warnings out on stuff. We thought, guys, maybe we should put a content warning every time we show a video from Saki because she's always lying and spreading misinformation and disinformation. There you go, content advisory warning. What you're about to see is bullshit. Take a look. Last week, the Surgeon General also was asked uh, on MSNBC about Joe Rogan's vaccine comments uh, on Spotify, and he said that tech companies have an important role to play in stopping misinformation because uh, they are the predominant places where misinformation spreads. Does the White House and the administration think this is a satisfactory step? Our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID that certainly includes Spotify. So this disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out misinformation and and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. Oh, Jen, oh, Jen. I don't like you, Jen, but I'm trying to be nice this morning. Um, First off, nobody should care what the White House thinks about what a private company does, okay? It's irrelevant. Well, it should be irrelevant. And this is how they push. This is how they get as close as they can to violating the First Amendment without quite violating the First Amendment. And you all know about this, right? We had the Surgeon General who came out and said, you know, that the government should look into a little bit more. We should kind of be thinking about misinformation when it comes to Joe Rogan's podcast. It's like, we're not gonna pass a law saying he can't say stuff, but we're gonna just think about it. And then, And then think about it this way, you're Joe Rogan, right? You're sitting at home, you're Joe Rogan, you're eating your elk. You're working out, you're doing your thing, you're sitting there with the scary wolf, all of the stuff. And then you open up Twitter and you see that the Surgeon General is thinking about you. And you might, just as an individual, you might go, ah, maybe I won't do that stuff. So there's a certain pressure that they can apply that is as close to violating the First Amendment as they possibly could. And we know, of course, we've shown you the video many times a few months back, where Saki said that the White House flags Posts for Facebook. So if you're the guy at Facebook and you're sitting there at your desk and you're doing your thing and you're good and you're a diversity hire and you're just a nice diversity hire and you're trans and you're black and you're you have one eye and whatever it is, but you're a good worker, uh, you know, and all that stuff, and then you get a message from the White House and they say, uh, you know, we'd really like you to flag this thing. Well, you're going to do it. Because you're a good diversity hire and you're going to do what you're told because that's what a good American citizen does. This would be an instance of a company, in this case, Facebook's a public company, uh, but getting pressure from the government to impede on speech. We got a big problem here. So what are we going to do about this problem? I think we just got to keep pushing. We all got to find our inner Canadian truck driver right now uh, because Saki... Rogan's allowed to talk about what he wants to talk about. And Stelter, just because you've got a big newsroom doesn't mean it's doing anything good. And uh, I got nothing better to do than stop you guys. So we're just going to keep moving on that. Uh, the final story for today is an extension of something we've been talking about the last couple days. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg has been suspended by ABC uh, because of some comments that she made about Holocaust, the Holocaust and the Jews. Goldberg. Goldberg got some info from the Associated Press. Whoopi Goldberg was suspended for two weeks Tuesday as co-host of The View because of what the head of ABC News called her wrong and hurtful comments about Jews and the Holocaust. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends and family and communities, ABC News President Kim Godwin said in a statement. My words upset so many people, which was never my intention, she said Tuesday morning. I understand why now, and for that I am deeply, deeply grateful because the information I got was really helpful and helped me understand some different things. So first, I just want to reiterate something that I said yesterday, which is that I do not think that uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who chose her name, chose her name Her stage name, Whoopi Goldberg, her real name is, I said Karen Walker yesterday, but it's not Karen Walker, it's uh, Karen Johnson. Uh, She chose her stage name because she was actually very influenced by a lot of Jewish people when she was growing up, okay? So it was an homage to these people. I don't think she's an anti-Semite. I don't think she hates Jews. I think she's very confused about what the Nazis were all about, that they viewed Jews as another race. Uh, By the way, Judaism, because it's a religion and an ethnicity and a culture, we can talk about all of that stuff related to race. The problem here is that because she's gone so in on the woke ideology that puts skin color above everything else, she's having trouble seeing that. And she's just in over her head. But I, but I don't think she hates Jews, number one. And I don't think actually that suspending her, now she got suspended for two weeks, Paid, so she's going to make money and sit at home and eat bonbons and enjoy herself. Um, but I don't think suspending her is the right idea, right? If we're going to if we're going to stand up against can- cancel culture, if we're going to really try to work through these issues honestly, then what really makes sense here? Like, what does suspending her for two weeks actually do? Like, if anything, she's probably a little more annoyed. You've enraged some people who are trying to understand the nuance of the issue. But why not have her on the show today and have someone honestly have a say, a Holocaust historian or a sociologist on the show to explain some of that stuff? I mean, if you think this is important to talk about, right, if, if ABC thinks this is so important that we should spend her for saying what she thinks, however misguided, why not use this time when the, when the magnifying glass is on it, right? Why not use it so that you can educate her, thus educating other people? But we do this very odd thing. No, she must be removed from society for two weeks and paid. I don't care about the paid or unpaid, but it just feels like nonsense. And also it's like, you have to understand that there's a there's a theater and a show business version of this. It's like, if you were, whatever you do for a living, whatever you do for a living, let's say you're an accountant, right? You're an accountant and you're in an office of accountants. And let's say one of your, the other accountants, you guys are by the water cooler. Do we have water coolers anymore? I'm not even sure. But you're by the coffee machine, I think we have those still. You're by the coffee machine and one of the accountant says something about the Holocaust that doesn't ring true. And then the other accountant brings that to HR and then HR's answer is, you accountant, you will not crunch numbers for the next two weeks. You will go home and you will get paid to do nothing for two weeks. And then you can come back to work and everything's okay. It's like none of this really makes any sense. These, these slap on the wrist, odd things. But the unfortunate part here really is that there was a teachable moment. And we sort of just went by that teachable moment. Uh, fortunately, though, I know that you guys don't watch The View except when I show you clips of it and I apologize because The View is on right now and you're watching this. You're not watching The View. I feel this was a very full show. How do we, how do we feel about the show today, guys? We feel, I, got, I got three thumbs up. I got thumbs up on everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we got a couple. Do we have some locals comments we're going to throw in today? Uh, guys, my full interview, while we grab those, my full interview with Glenn Beck, who has a new book all about The Great Reset and Glenn has been warning about all of this stuff forever. And the book, by the way, beyond crushed it in sales. They sold out of the original print immediately. Uh, New York Times totally screwed him. You know, it's so funny what the New York Times does. And it just tells you if they lie about numbers, like what else did they lie about? New York Times, I mean, book sales are about numbers and and they're very easily trackable. Sales are easily trackable, right? Uh, The New York Times put him, I think at number 12, uh, which, so he made the list but he should have, I think, been number one or number two, probably number one. Uh, And it's like, they just, if they're gonna lie about that, guys, what else are they gonna lie about that? Whoa, Brad is telling me that CNN uh, CEO Jeff Zucker has just resigned, is that true? Holy shit. (laughs) Ah. We're winning, guys, do you get it yet? We're actually winning. The thing is crumbling. And we're going to have an incredible opportunity now. That is incredible news. Is it too early for the tequila? Is it? Wow. Hot damn. Uh, Oh, it was announced 15 minutes ago over an inappropriate workplace relationship. Oh, Lord, Lordy, Lordy. Did he say something dirty to stelter? Who knows? Uh, Here's a memo from Zucker that's just coming out. I'm just reading this on the fly, guys. As part of the... investigation into Chris Cuomo's tenure at CNN, I was asked about a consensual relationship with my closest colleague, someone I have worked with for more than 20 years. I acknowledge the relationship The relationship evolved in recent years. I was required to disclose it when it began, but I didn't, I was wrong. And as a result, I am resigning today." Uh, all right, it sounds like we don't know who the colleague is. It doesn't sound like this involves sexual harassment or rape or whatever. Maybe this is a little bit of a technicality. Look again, these things where it's like, we're all human beings, we all have relationships, we've all made mistakes, we've all done stupid things in our past. I can't believe, I'm not even defending Jeff Zucker, and I obviously need to know more about this. And I think Jeff Zucker stepping down is good because he's led, putting aside whatever happened here, he's led CNN down a really, really horrible path um where they no longer are journalism and they were something roughly approximating journalism for a long time so it's probably good that he's stepping down in the name of journalism or at least for the sake of journalism um but this thing where it's like we're all gonna look into everybody's past and you made a pass at somebody at a bar way back when and you said that thing about that person and you did that thing like, man, unless we all want to live in glass houses, we better watch out. Uh, as I said, guys, my full interview with Glenn Beck is up on Locals right now. Absolutely ad-free. Uh, clip one will be up shortly on YouTube and Rumble. And if you want to play along, we do a live sh- chat during each and every show. Uh, you can join us at RubenReport.locals.com. And uh, Justin Trudeau, I'm coming for you, man. See ya.